Good day, good day, good day. I am Apostle Shelby Frederick, and I want to welcome you to our new Grow in Faith Bible study. This Bible study is designed for individuals who want to be discipled in the Word, mentored in life application, and developed in character and purpose. I personally disciple those who know that there is more, but don't know how to attain it. Our community culture centers on John chapter 14, verses 6 through 7. Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. If you desire to know your identity, position, purpose, and significance in Christ, Join our growing discipleship community. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome you to this week's Grow in Faith Bible Study. I am Apostle Shelby Frederick, and we are broadcasting live from the Columbus, Ohio region. want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to each of you that are coming on. Pray that you have had a blessed and a wonderful day and that you are ready to get into the word on tonight. Um, we have been talking the past couple of weeks um, about um, the blueprint of prayer and really taking a look at, uh, we spent some time in John chapter 16 and also in John chapter 17 on last week where we were looking at the prayer um, that Jesus prayed. And tonight we are going to um, talk, begin to talk about uh, voice activated prayers voice activated prayers. And so I'm going to give you just a moment. Um, you can chime in, let me know where you are watching from. Good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You can feel free to like and to share um, the broadcast. I am streaming here to Facebook, um, to YouTube, and also to my uh, personal, um, actually on my website as well. Um, you can view the stream from there. Um, but um, listen, I don't know about you, but whenever I get into the um, into the Word of God, um, it is just so rich, and um, there is just so much that we can unpack in the Word uh, once once you get to studying, and uh, that's what I um, had the opportunity to do um, in looking at voice activated prayers, and so. You know, sometimes I don't like to give, you know, um, uh, topics of uh, specifics of what exactly I'm going to be teaching on because I never know what, what else is going to come up. And truly something else came up on tonight. And uh, so I want to um, begin to lay this foundation for voice activated prayers. And the foundation is going to be taking a look at several definitions and really laying out and really getting us to see and to think about um, this DNA of prayer and looking at the, the blueprint, 
the blueprint of prayer and really the person who laid the blueprint for us, which is Jesus Christ, right? So um, one of the things that I began to take a look at was um, trying to bring us to the place of the source when we're talking about voice activated prayer. And so <clears throat> when we look at Jesus, the prayer was the essence of his relationship with the father. Um, if you had the opportunity to, um, to listen on last week, um, we looked at the prayer that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17. And when we look at his relationship that he had with the father, um, we see where he prayed for himself. He prayed for his mission. Um, he prayed for uh, the disciples. He prayed for all for all believers. And as we continue to look at the DNA of prayer by looking at the life of our high priest, um, the one who is still making intercession for us, uh, we observe and begin to see several keys um, that are um, integral to voice activated prayer, to voice activated prayer. And so I want to look at um, just some definitions. And this is kind of where um, I really got lost in the word. Um, by uh, beginning to lay this foundation and build this um, build this teaching for voice activated prayers. And so some of the um, definitions I wanted to look at, because if you're talking about voice, that means that you have to have an apparatus. Um, there has to be a connecting point, something that you are connecting to something or someone that we connect to, but really when we talk about making application to prayer and making it uh, applicable to our lives, being more intentional about what we are speaking and how we speak and how that comes through um, Holy Spirit. And so I want to look at, take a look at uh, some things here. I first want to look at the definition of just what the mouth is. Now, if you know, um, anything about me, I am a licensed massage therapist. Um, I've taught um, um, on the uh, college level anatomy and physiology. And so I do a lot of references to the, the, the human body when I am teaching, when I'm teaching. And so when you talk about the mouth, the mouth is the opening in the face through which food, air, and speech pass. It is an important part of the digestive and respiratory systems, and it is also used for communication. It is composed of several structures, including our lips, our gums, our tongue, our teeth, and our palate. So it is the lips that help to form words and provide a seal to keep food and liquids inside the mouth. The gums and teeth are important for biting, chewing, and grinding food. The tongue helps to move food around the mouth and is essential for speech and taste. The palate forms the roof of the mouth and separates the oral cavity from our nasal cavity. Now, the mouth is also home to many types of bacteria which plays an important role in the digestive process and oral health. 
See, there's an oral health that we have to have when it comes to prayer. My God. So the mouth can be affected by various conditions such as tooth decay, gum disease, and oral infections. And it is important to practice good oral hygiene to maintain the health of the mouth. Let's take a look at voice. Let's give some practical definition to what the voice is and what it does. So our voice is the sound that is produced by the vibration of our vocal cords in the larynx or what we are what we know as our voice box and it is modified by the resonating cavities in the mouth nose and the pharynx which is our throat it is used for speaking and singing and is an important tool for human communication the voice can be modulated to convey different emotions emphasis inflection making it an essential part of human speech. The pitch, volume, and timbre of the voice can also be altered to create different vocal styles such as shouting, whispering, or singing. So individuals have unique voices. Every single last one of us has a unique voice that is unique to us, that is unique to our makeup, that is unique to how we exercise and we use our voice when it comes to prayer. Now, our voice quality can be affected by conditions such as voice disorders, hoarseness, um, laryngitis. So the voice is a very important aspect of a person's identity and can play a significant role in communication, self-expression, and social interaction. So we've talked about the mouth. We've talked about the voice. Now, let's talk about speech. So speech is the vocalized form of human communication. So speech is, is the way that we communicate from human to human. And it involves the sounds of using the mouth, the larynx, and other parts of our respiratory and our articulatory systems. So our sounds are organized and, and formed into words, phrases, and sentences that convey meaning and facilitate communication between individuals. So without speech, without having a, an, an, an orifice or an organ for us to, to speak, it would be very important um, or very difficult for us when we're talking about voice-activated prayer. Since our speech is the fundamental aspect of how we communicate of our human language, and it is used for a variety of purposes, such as giving instructions, asking questions, expressing emotions, sharing information, and so on and so forth. So when we talk about speech, it's a complex process that involves a number of cognitive, linguistic, and even motor skills, and is unique to humans among all species. So speech, it can be understood and produced by different people, regardless of their cultural or their linguistic background, making it a crucial 
aspect of hum human communication in a critical tool for social and cultural exchange. Now, when we talk about being voice activated, being voice activated, this is a particular type of technology that allows a device or a system to respond to voice commands given through speech. It is used in a variety of devices and applications. Some of you that have um, iPhones, you may uh, use it to call Siri. Um, or for those of us um, Android users, Team Android, um, we may use uh, Bixby or, or, or Google. And so we have all of these voice control devices that, that, and this is technology. You see, when you talk about voice activated prayer, we are talking about a particular type of prayer technology in which we communicate from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven, my God. So it, it, it provides us a convenient way once we begin to understand all of the inner workings of what this technology is supposed to do. Now, I want to um, quickly begin to go to the word because as I was taking a look at um, what, what just taking a look at the breakdown of, of speech, the breakdown of speech, when we talk about understanding the DNA of prayer, it means to go back to the original creator or the first progenitor of a gene. So in Genesis 1.27, it says, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. So notice how God created the heaven and the earth. He created every creeping thing upon the earth. And he also created the species called man or mankind. So built within mankind is the same ability to speak even as God spoke. My God. And so looking at the very DNA or the, the where we come from and our ability to be able to speak and to create worlds, to create atmospheres, to move through prayer portals, through our prayer technology, my God, through a prayer language, this is where we are starting on tonight. So the first one to speak was God. He's the first one to speak in the Bible. And this word is Amar, A-M-A-R. <clears throat> and this is where we see that God speaks and he brings forth the entire created realm, the entire created realm. Genesis 1 and 3, it says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 6, 
and God said, let there be an expanse between the waters, separating water from water. Verse number nine. Then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 11. Then God said, let the earth produce vegetables or vegetation, seed bearing plants and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds. And it was so. Let's keep going on. Verse 14. Then God said, let there be light in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from night. They will serve as signs for seasons and for days and years. Verse number 20. Then God said, let the water swarm with living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth according to the expanse of the sky. And verse number 24. Then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, and it was so. So what we see here as created beings that were created or that are created in the likeness and in the image of God, we have the ability, we possess the ability to speak and to communicate with one another, okay? So not just speaking to God, but our ability to speak with one another. Now, I want to take a look at something here because the theological emphasis in the Bible what we are going to see is that there is a right way to use your voice and there is also a wrong way to use our voice. If we look at Genesis chapter four, verse eight, Cain said to his brother, notice Cain said, meaning that Cain spoke, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel and killed him. Let's look at Genesis chapter three, verse 10. And he said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Verse 12 says the man replied, talking about Adam, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and, and, and I ate it. My God. So there is a right way and there is a wrong way to use our voice or to use our speech. So our speech is used properly when it aligns with the nature of God and his commandments and his will. And this can be seen even further in scripture, where we have some transgressions that involve the improper use of one's speech. 
Let's look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. We know what this is. Even in the Ten Commandments. He says, do not use the name of the Lord your God in vain, because the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished who, who misuses his name. Verse 16, do not give false testimony against your neighbor. So I believe that I am talking to the people of God on tonight. There are things that should and should not be said. And when speech is performed in concert with God's moral will, an act of worship occurs. This is why I always tell people that if you ask me to pray, I can't separate my worship from prayer. I can't separate prayer from worship because all of it, when we, re, when we look at the model from what Jesus prayed, he, it was always about giving glory to the Father giving glory to the father which is an act of worship which is our reasonable service even as paul says in first corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do everything for the glory of god so all of our human activity has the glory of God as its aim. If that is the case, and it is because I just read the scripture, this means that all speech that detracts from this aim would be improper. And this is what the Bible calls sin. It's also when we miss the mark. So every time we gossip, we miss the mark. Every time we backbite, we miss the mark. Hallelujah. Anytime we speak anything that does not have the glory of God as its aim, that's sin. We're missing the mark. And that's what makes it improper speech. So improper or proper speech depends on the intent and the motivation of the heart. And so if we talk about praying voice activated prayers, and there is an expectation that our prayers are to be answered, that means that there has to be purity that is coming from our intent and the motivation of our heart. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So we have to ask, we have to begin to ask ourselves when we are in this posture of prayer. Yes, we know that God gives us the desires of our heart, but sometimes the desires of our heart are against or not in alignment to the will of God that he has for our life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So there is some inner working that takes place even before i even get to talking about the source and we know that the source is holy spirit when you look at the different um forms of speaking even in the bible 
and especially words that are related to worship, um, prophecy, or, or, or preaching, the prophets were involved in both the reception, so the receiving, and also the proclamation of the word of the Lord. This is the Hebrew word debar. Debar, I believe is what it is, debar. And so even in that, those oracles or the word of the Lord that they spoke, they still were not all the same. There were some that were to encourage. There were some that were to condemn. Even in the New Testament, the apostles and the elders preached the word of God, meaning that they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even Paul argued that faith cannot exist apart from the hearing of the gospel, providing us ample reason, hallelujah, for him to verbally share the gospel with everyone that he interacted with. Everyone that he interacted with. And so taking this walk through this, it, it really um, it really brings us front and center with the mirror of God's word where we are where we are looking at our lives, where we are um, looking at our hearts, where we are making sure that what it is that we are speaking, that it is going to connect with the heart of God, that it connects with the will of God, that it connects, hallelujah, with Holy Spirit, that it connects with the faith of God, hallelujah, so that when our voice activates prayer, that we see the results, that we see the results. So I, I told y'all, listen, I told y'all I went through this journey of going through and, and just looking at even more of what, um, what the word of God was saying about speech because I believe that it becomes very, very important for us to really think so that we can make proper application. And it's not about being perfect. Notice I say it proper, not perfect. It's not about being perfect, but there is a posture of our heart. There is a posture of the vessel and the oracle, my God, it, through which his word comes out through which his word comes through. And so I, I took a look at some other words for speech. There's another word outside of Amar, which is what we were talking about, which is the speaking that we use um, in our everyday speech. It is also used to give orders. It is also used to indicate thoughtful reflection, thoughtful reflection. You see, prayer is that intimate conversation. It is that intimate time of fellowship and relationship that you have with the Father. And so this type of communication is said to be both heard and understood. 
So when you talk about speaking and it involves you as the person that speaks, the information that is spoken and the object that hears and understands that information. And we're not taught, we're not calling God an object. Don't get it, don't get it twisted in what I'm saying. But he is the, the focus of who it is that we are communicating with, of the one that we are having thoughtful reflection with during our time of prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. It is often through, during this time of intimacy with the Father that times where he may speak of oaths, he may speak of promises, he may speak of blessings. This could also be the place where we are, 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 are undoing, my God, some of the generational cycles that we may be dealing with. Now, there's another term that is Omer, O-M-E-R. This is the masculine word for speech, command, promise, or matter. In this type of speech about God, it ranges from talking about the glory of God, the power of God, the promises of God, or it could be concerning a matter or a subject on which a decision must be made. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at Job chapter 22, verse 28. Job twenty-two twenty-eight, 28. And it says, when you make a decision, it will be carried out and light will shine on your ways. So when we take a look at even Psalm chapter 19, verses three and four, where it talks about there is no speech, there are no words, the voice is not heard, but their message has gone out to the whole earth in their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. This particular hymn in the book of Psalms is a hymn of creation, celebrating God's glory, celebrating or speaking, even though there's no words. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so I found another word. And this is emer, E-M-E-R. And this refers to the word spoken by God or people. This one occurs mostly in the Psalms and Proverbs. So it's more in poetry. But it highlights the function and the benefit of abiding by the words that make up the proverb or the instruction, hallelujah, namely to provide moral and ethical understanding and to protect from wickedness and deception. 
Look at Proverbs chapter one, verse two. It says, for learning wisdom and discipline, for understanding insightful sayings. Look at Proverbs eight, chapter eight, verse eight. It says, all the words from my mouth are righteous. None of them are deceptive or perverse. So when we look at this particular word, these words are to be accepted as reliable and can be observed by how fools speak their words that often ensnare them. Hallelujah. So listen, words matter. Words matter. What we are speaking, it matters. And when we're talking about voice activation, based upon, again, the condition of our heart, what's in our heart? What's in our mind? What are the words that we are releasing? Because whatever it is that you speak, the Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So there are some times that we may be speaking things and trust and believe me, it's being activated in the realm of the spirit. And then sometimes you look and you wonder, well, why, why is all of this happening to me? What, what, what is this? Sometimes you have to go back and you have to check, what have you been speaking? What is it that your voice have activated that has now, because it is a law, because it is a principle, hallelujah, now you have to deal with the legalities of that thing here on the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to take another look at another word in the Old Testament, and this is debar. It means to, to speak. And this is referring to the activity of speaking words or sentences, in many cases, focusing on the result of those words. So debar primarily denotes the act of speaking to or with a person. Genesis 8.15, then the Lord spoke to Noah. Exodus 4 and 10. But Moses replied to the Lord, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent either in the past or recently since you have been speaking to your servant because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. Deuteronomy chapter five, verse four, the Lord spoke to you face to face from the fire on the mountain. Now, it could also mean speaking against someone. Look at Numbers chapter 12, verse 1, a story that we're all familiar with. Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because of the Cushite woman he married, for he had married a Cushite woman. Psalm chapter 50, verse 20, it says, you sit maligning your brother, slandering your mother's son. Jeremiah 31, 20. Isn't Ephraim a precious son to me, a delightful child? 
Whenever I speak against him, I certainly still think about him. Therefore, my inner being yearns for him. I will truly have compassion on him. This is the Lord's declaration. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Debar refers both to the word, to the received word from God and the proclaimed word. So Debar is another word that we often hear when we talk about the prophetic. Hallelujah. And so oftentimes when we speak of Debar, it is often related to divine revelation, divine revelation, glory to God. So we have to understand that the act of speaking involves the use of words. And in the Old Testament, it is used most commonly to refer to such words. Some occasions call for sometimes not a single word, but it is understood. Other times it calls for a conversation. So the words that are chosen and their amount carry certain attributes. It can be pleasant. It can be eloquent. It can be excessive. It can be empty. The expression of the word of the Lord or the debar of Yahweh refers to the divine speech of the Lord that nearly always is communicated to or from a prophet, to or from a prophet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now let's go jump over to the New Testament. Let's jump over to the New Testament. Hallelujah. When we look at this word in the New Testament, it is lego, lego, which means to say, to tell, or to order. And this indicates speaking in general in broad terms, such as Luke chapter 13, verse six. And he told this parable, a man had a fig tree that was planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none, which could also include the content that is spoken in direct discourse to Matthew chapter nine, verse 34. So uh, sometimes when we are speaking, there has to be uh, explicit context that is given to it. In addition to sometimes if we are speaking or it needs to be spoken with a loud voice. So oftentimes when we hear the word or when the word is translated as Lego, it is formed with a direct question and it just simply means to ask. Look at Mark chapter nine, verse 14. When they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the scribes disputing with them. Hallelujah. So that means that there was this, this, uh, this, uh, contentious conversation that is that was going on and it meant for them to answer it meant for them to answer now i want to go to there's two more words i want us to look at on tonight the next word is stoma 
And stoma actually refers to the human mouth. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 11, it says, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. Hallelujah. John chapter 19, verse 29. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there. So they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it up to his mouth. Talking about Jesus. So this is the literal human mouth. Sometimes we will see it used symbolically, such as in the book of Revelation. So our human mouth, which is our organ of speech. This is what, what produces content that proceeds from our mouth. And as the scripture said, it can be morally uh, evil. It can be unwholesome. It can be defiling. It can also be positive. So there's a positive function when we are speaking, talking about the praises of God. When we are talking about to be gracious and to proclaim the gospel. So in this instance, it doesn't refer too many times when it's talking about God's communication, um, such as in Matthew chapter four, verse four. He answered, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds or comes from the mouth of God. This was not a literal, hallelujah, glory to God, but it was relevatory communication. Hallelujah. Even as we see spoken through the prophets. Acts chapter three, verse 18. In this way, God fulfilled what he had predicted through all the prophets that his Messiah would suffer. Glory to God, glory to God. And then we get to Logos. Now, Logos has a wide range of meaning, a wide range. It still relates to speaking. And it often refers to spoken words. Hallelujah. It is also used to describe one's words in a collective sense. Bringing out the nature, conduct, or the manner of one's words. Look at 1 Corinthians 1 and 5. It says that you were enriched in him in every way in all speech, in all knowledge. Jump down to verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ would not be emptied of its effect. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when it's used, when we're talking about uh, Logos, the revelation of God, we use that especially when we talk about or we make reference to the word of God or the Logos. Matthew chapter 15, verse six. He does not have to honor his father in his way or in this way. You have nullified the word of God because of your tradition. 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. You nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many other similar things. Hallelujah. So when we get to understanding and, and talking about, you know, the, the importance of those who are in the new covenant, hallelujah, and understanding that we are a part of a priesthood with a superior covenant that the word of God and what we speak in this place of prayer, when we're talking about voice activated prayer, that it becomes so very important that what we are praying, that we are praying according to the superior covenant that we have been given. Hallelujah. You see, the first covenant, it was faultless. And because it was because there there was fault in it, because the because the the, the people said, and even God begins to say in Hebrews chapter um, Hebrews chapter eight, I believe that this is verse seven. It says that for if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second one. But finding fault with his people, he says that the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their ancestors on the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. I showed no concern for them, says the Lord, because they did not continue in my covenant. Hallelujah. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Hallelujah. And each person will not will not teach his fellow citizens and each his brother or sister saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them. For I will forgive their wrongdoing and I will never again remember their sins. So by saying a new covenant, he has declared that the first is obsolete. And what is obsolete and growing old is about to pass away. So when we talk about voice activated prayers, we're not praying according to an old covenant. That Jesus Christ has given us a new covenant ministry. I saw something one time and it was, um, it was a video. I think it might've been on Instagram that someone was sharing and the person, I mean, I, I'm sure that in their heart of hearts, they thought that they were doing the right thing, 
but they were literally praying from one of the passages in the book of Psalms. And it was releasing all type of word curses against the people that, that you know, they felt that it was coming against them, coming against their ministry and, and what they were doing. Listen, we don't, that's not the way that we pray. We pray according to the new covenant ministry that God has given us. Hallelujah. That God has given us. And we have to understand that the covenant has not only be, been put into our hearts when we feed our, our soul and when we feed on the word of the Lord, he writes it on our minds. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He writes them on our minds. And so we have to understand that there is a particular source or a place from which we posture ourselves when we talk about voice-activated prayers. It's not a prayer that comes from um, our flesh. It's not prayers that are prayed from the carnal nature, but it is prayer that comes from and it really stems from our relationship that we have with the Father. Hallelujah. And as I stated earlier about prayers, you know, all prayers, and not just prayers, but all manner of speaking. Hallelujah. All manner of speaking, it stems from the place of our relationship with the Father. It's all about giving him glory. And so if the prayers that we are praying, because whatever it is, we're going to activate, right? Because remember, whatever we speak, that's what's going to be created. And so it stems from this place of giving God all the glory. Giving God all the glory. That's the intention. That's the intention. And so we want to stay in the place and in the vein where the essence, just like with Jesus Christ, what we talked about on last week, the essence of our prayers comes from the place of our relationship with the Father. Because we will only pray what he prays. We will only speak what he speaks. We will only do what he tells us to do. That's the essence of it. That's the essence of it. And so I pray that this causes us to um, have a time of introspection uh, of what we are speaking and what we are praying. 
You can't go wrong with praying the word. But you do want to make sure that you are praying the word according to the new covenant. Not praying and releasing word curses on people. That's not new, new covenant. That's an old covenant. Not wishing death and destruction upon people. We don't have to do that. That's not our place. That's not our position. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so uh, this was my uh, beginning or laying the foundation for how we begin to proceed into this place of uh, voice activated prayers uh, by taking us on a journey through um, what it really means about uh, the, the oracle, um, the, the organ that we use to communicate and not just with prayer but with all of our conversation, hallelujah, it all becomes important. It all becomes important to us. And so I'm just going to, before I close us out in, um, in I'm going to close us out with prayer. And so father, I just thank you on tonight um, that as you have begun to lay the foundation and as you continue to remind us about the essence of what prayer and the essence of what intercession is really all about. I pray, Father God, Lord, that this brings us into um, closer uh, communion with you, closer intimacy, closer fellowship, closer relationship with you, oh God. And not just with, Father God, your spoken word, but that that would be and cause an overflow, oh God, into our relationships with others, oh God. And so we thank you, Father God, that we have a, a pattern. We thank you, Father God, that when we don't know what to do, hallelujah, that we pray your word, that when we don't know what to do, Father, God, that we come to you, hallelujah, and that you will show, to, show us and you will reveal your will to us. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that there is even a cleansing that is taking place, oh God. Hallelujah, that as we digest and in, in intake of your word, oh God, that spiritually, oh God, that there is a cleansing, oh God, that is happening, hallelujah, to our temple, my God, today. That as we are eating and feasting upon your word, that there is a spiritual cleansing that is taking place, Father, as we are consuming your word, as we are digesting your word, oh God, and that it is removing any impurities, oh God, hallelujah, impurities from our heart, impurities from our mind, oh God. And so we thank you today, Father God, that you sent forth your word, glory to God, and you healed them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He sent forth his word, and he healed them. Hallelujah. And that your word is still speaking. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is still speaking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh God, I bless your name. I bless your name tonight, Father. Hallelujah, that the blood of Jesus 
Hallelujah. It's still speaking. Hallelujah. So we still plead the blood. Yes. Yes, we still plead the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Because it is still speaking. It still is working. It still has power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we just bless you on tonight. We honor you. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness to us. Hallelujah. That you have not left us here alone, but you have left us here, Father God, with your word. And so we continue to look into your word. Hallelujah. And we do this all by faith. Hallelujah. For without faith, it is impossible to please you. Hallelujah. So let our faith arise, oh God. Hallelujah. Let our faith take us to another level in you, oh God. Let us faith, Lord, bring us to new dimensions. Hallelujah. As we go from glory to glory and faith to faith, we bless you and we praise you. We honor you on tonight and we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in on tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I do want to invite you for those of you that are in the Columbus, Ohio area. And even if you're not in the Columbus, Ohio area, you still have the opportunity to be with us. Glory to God for love and leadership. Raphaelites, Ohio. This will be February 17th and 18th here in Columbus, Ohio. Our Friday night is our prayer, worship, and healing service. If you are in need of healing, hallelujah. And if you can get here, make sure you register because our seating is limited. Glory to God. But you can register at warroomwarriorsequippingcenter.com. Hallelujah. And if you want to be equipped even more in the word, then join us for our Saturday prayer intensive. Hallelujah. There is a registration cost to that, which includes your lunch and your training manual. That is $99. There are several payment options for you on the website, but please join us. If you have a desire to come, if you want your teams, hallelujah, you want your ministry, hallelujah, to be equipped, what we are going to be rolling out and releasing what God has been speaking to us when in this area of prayer, Glory to God. In this area of love and leadership, when it comes to prayer, you want to be with us February the 17th and 18th, 2023, here in Columbus, Ohio. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I thank you for tuning in to tonight's broadcast. I do invite you to join us back here on next Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Apostle Shelby Frederick. And have a blessed rest of your week. And remember, hallelujah, to speak life. Speak life. Blessings to you all. Bye-bye.